0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Transform Podcast. If this is your first time here, so happy to have you joining me. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. I am an LA-based coach and online workshop creator. My goal with both my online workshops and with this podcast is to simplify the process of transformation in order to make it easily applicable and attainable for you, even while you're listening. This episode is on friendships, what to do with friendships that are changing and evolving. And there are some prompts in here to help you kind of consider where you're at in some of your friendship journeys, what you want and what you deserve. I have a lot of clients and even a lot of friends that ask me what to do when they are personally changing and evolving and their friendships start to change so I'm just happy to be able to have made this resource for you to at least give you my perspective, what I've done in those situations, because I've certainly faced that situation many, many times. If you like this episode, please feel free to pass it along to friends and rate and review. That is how the podcast grows, and it's how I can support more people just like you. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Transform. Today I want to talk about friendships, and I want to, I guess, pose some questions to you and talk a little bit about what friendships can be and can do for you. If you think about the friendships that you had when you were young, a lot of times our friendships when when we are young are based around proximity, similarities and proximity, right? And it's interesting because when we're, I think when we're very young, we have a tendency to allow our authentic selves to shine through a little bit, probably before the age of seven. And then once we start aging past seven, I think that's when a lot of the facades start coming down and we start to try and assimilate. At least I would say that's what I did and all of my friends did. Nowadays, I think that there is a shift in the air with conscious parenting and putting kids in situations where maybe they have more space to be who they are authentically and they're not as prone to maybe societal pressures or suggestions of assimilation or homogenation, meaning they're not trying to be like everybody else. They are owning their unique selves. If you're listening to this, you most likely grew up in an era where it was good to be accepted and to some degree like everybody else. To be like everybody else, we oftentimes have to change ourselves in certain ways. We have to do and become whatever is socially acceptable per the environment that we're in. And this varies for all of us in terms of what environment or situations we were in. But very likely, we weren't able to be our full, authentic selves while growing up. And what happens is, over time, we accumulate these layers upon layers upon layers of assimilation, where we're changing ourselves, sometimes ever so slightly, but then it has an additive effect. And we start to become people that... Maybe we might not have been if we were in situations where that assimilation wasn't necessary in order to kind of fit in and to feel good in the environments that we were in. So interestingly, our friendships when we're younger, I'm talking elementary school, middle school, high school years, and then oftentimes college years so early 20s, we're all kind of figuring ourselves out, aren't we, during that time? And we are gravitating towards people that we feel like are similar to us or that we want to be like. And we are connecting with our friends in ways that has been modeled to us by our family dynamics, by our relationships with our parents and by what culture shows us in terms of connection, like TV. Okay. What does that all mean? What am I getting at here? There's a common situation that I see in my coaching clients where I start working one-on-one with someone and largely what we do is we deconstruct their patterns, their subconscious beliefs, the hidden motivations that are driving them towards certain actions and behaviors. And we start to free them from them with various techniques, subconscious reprogramming, and work through some of my workshops helps to alleviate some of these patterns or self-limiting beliefs. And what naturally starts to happen is when you start to remove blocks, hidden blocks from a person, their authentic self starts to just naturally shine through. And that's the amazing thing, really. Interestingly, I think in the very beginning of coaching, I approached coaching as, let's identify your most authentic self and then let's tease that out. But What I realized was that if we actually focused a little bit on removing blocks, the authentic self would just start to naturally shine through. So then I started approaching it kind of from both ends of helping someone discover their authentic self and their authentic gifts while simultaneously dissolving the blocks that were blocking their authentic self from really shining through. When somebody starts to become more conscious, more aware of the hidden motivations, the things that are driving their thoughts, feelings, actions, and behaviors, and they start to modify them in a way that they are more in alignment with who they want to be and the kind of life they want to be living, meaning they change their patterns, they change their beliefs in a way that supports and serves them. There is also a shift that they notice with their friends. And so sometimes this happens really early on, maybe after even one session of coaching. And sometimes it happens after a few, but I'll have a lot of clients that will come to me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling like a disconnection from my friends It's weird. It's like I just can't connect with them like I used to. And if you personally have gone to therapy or evolved in any way, shape, or form, or say that you move away from home and then you do all of this growing and evolving and you go back home and you meet some people and they seem like they're still the same, or you, you know, this of course doesn't mean you have to move in order to change, evolve, and grow. But If you've ever been in a situation where you yourself have changed, and if you're listening to this podcast, I would bet that's happened to at least some degree to you, because if you're listening to this podcast and that cues me in to the fact that you are open to change and evolution, then you've probably had people in your life that have said something to you like, you've changed. I miss the old you. What happened? Why are you changing? Who are you changing into? or Something to that degree. And what has happened is that you have moved from sort of the unconscious living, meaning you were unconscious, not aware of these hidden drives that were driving you, to more conscious living, meaning you became aware of what was driving and motivating you. And then you started to choose what you wanted to drive and motivate you. And then you go back and you start communicating with your friends and you start to notice their patterns. You start to notice that you're changing and they're not changing. And all of a sudden, it's like you have less in common. Maybe you're not interested in the same things. Or maybe what you're feeling actually is more of a, a shift in a vibe or a frequency. Like you guys used to be vibing. And now when you get together, it's like something is off. Something is shifting. And so what do you do? And this brings me back to what I was alluding to in the beginning about how we assimilate. So this process of how we grow up and we learn how to be in relationships and we learn how to become like everyone else, we learn to sort of hide our unique selves, is the process of moving into a state of unconsciousness, the process of Having all of these ideas and ways of being imprinted into our subconscious mind, it's like that's when the computer is being programmed, and then we start living into that without realizing. And in that state of being unconscious, we're developing relationships, and the relationships that we have mimic or emulate the relationships that we have with our parents, our siblings, and what we see in society. And then we become conscious. And all of a sudden, that things that used to work, and I sort of air quote work, the things that we used to, I guess, do, don't seem to be working. And so what do you do? What do you do when relationships don't feel as rich or meaningful as they used to when you can't seem to connect with people in the same way that you used to. You have three options in this situation. Option one is to essentially do nothing where you kind of pretend it's not happening and you continue hanging out with the same people and what you do when you're with them is Because you sense that sort of the new you or your change or evolution is making them feel uncomfortable or is potentially triggering them or is alienating them, you hide your change when you're around them. You become who they want you to be, who you know they want you to be, in order to not provoke them, in order to keep things feeling okay to everyone this is option one. Option two is you have a conversation with them. Now, the way the conversation goes, the way you present information could be done in many different fashions. But ideally, what you're doing is you're just communicating with them in a really kind and compassionate way that you are changing and that you are proud of the person that you're becoming and that Perhaps you feel a little bit of a difference or a shift within your energy with them. But that you want to, as best you can, keep a close bond with them. And you sort of inquire about what they're wanting, about what they're feeling, about what they're noticing. And then you see if you can reach a common ground. Okay? So, for instance, if... You're consistently going out with a friend and you guys used to say, you know, this is a friend that used to just gossip with all the time, you would get together and you guys would talk shit and you would laugh and you would have fun. But then you start sort of consciously evolving and you start realizing that when you're gossiping, it actually doesn't make you feel that good in your body. It just like, it doesn't feel great to you anymore. And so then you're with this friend. And of course, they're the same. You're the one that's changing. And you want them maybe to stop gossiping, but they don't know that. And so they're sort of trying to engage with you and gossip with you. And you're now in this really weird position where you're you're not sure what to do. How do you present that to them in a way that won't trigger them in a way that won't activate them or make them feel defensive? What you don't want to do is say, hey, I'm consciously evolving. And I've decided to stop gossiping, and you're gossiping all the time, and I think that's shitty. And I don't want to be around you all the time if you're gossiping. What you also maybe don't want to do, though, is continue gossiping because you don't know how else to connect with this friend. If you think about, like, a show like Gossip Girl, or so many reality shows that are on TV and that have been on TV for years, or pretty much any. TV show from like the 90s or early 2000s, like there's just so much gossiping that's going on in these early friendships that we're forming. And so we've learned that that is a way to connect with friends is by gossiping. But say that this isn't just something, this is just something you don't want to do anymore. And maybe now you want to talk about your evolution or ideas or ways of changing or just other things. So something that you can do is you can just say, hey, I'm experimenting with talking about other things. I'm trying to practice self-love and I notice that when I talk about others that it actually makes me feel bad about myself too. I am doing this new thing with friends where we talk about three recent things that feel really good that have happened. Do you want to Try this. Experiment with me. There's a lot of different ways that you can broach this without attacking them. And then just asking, are you interested in talking about these kinds of things? And being honest and being like, it's totally cool if you're not. I don't want to make you talk about things that you don't want to talk about. Just like you don't want them to make you talk about things you don't want to talk about. What you're doing there is you're opening a dialogue between you and this friend. And you're acknowledging the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is you changing you evolving. And it's really easy when we start changing and evolving and start seeing things that we haven't seen before to say things that unintentionally trigger others. Like if, for instance, even the word evolving, if you were like, well, I'm evolving, that might trigger somebody that feels like you're sort of implying that they're not evolving or something. So just being open and saying, yeah, I'm going through a process of self-exploration And I'm changing and I'm experimenting with different kinds of dialogue or conversation. Uh, I know that you probably have noticed that I'm changing. I'm doing a lot of coaching. I'm in this workshop. I'm in therapy, whatever it may be. I feel like my relationships are changing a little bit. Would you be interested in seeing if we can kind of find a new vibe in a new way together? And having your heart really open when you say these things too. That is so key. If you are judging this friend or you're annoyed or you are already making assumptions about how they're going to be responding, then your heart's not open. So you're really just going into this conversation with your heart totally, totally open, being honest about the fact that you are changing, being honest about the fact that some of your previous interests are no longer that interesting, and that maybe you want to engage in some experimentation with them. And what you're really doing in this instance is you're determining or creating a space for this person to potentially evolve with you or to at least support you in your evolution. If you allow yourself to really engage in this open-hearted conversation, you will get a good feel or a good vibe as to if this person is able to support you through your evolution. Now, I have this year-long, at least at this point it's a year-long, We'll see if it continues to be that for the next round. But I have this currently year-long workshop called Career Exploration and Manifestation. And the people that go through this workshop change so much in a year's time. And what I advise them of at the beginning of this workshop is, hey, you're going to change. As you're changing, when you shift from the old to the new, you're going to be in this space in between. And in the space in between, everything's really fragile and new. And there's not always a ton of stability Because you're figuring things out, you're dislodging the old, but you haven't yet integrated the new. And in that space, we want to be really careful about who we share things with and how we share things. And what I suggest to them is that they only share things that they're exploring and transitioning with within this workshop with people that are in full support of their expansion And what I mean is the people that are in support of their change and evolution. If you have people that are afraid of you changing, those are not the people that you want to share your changing with. Because they're going to resist your changing and they're going to try to convince you to stay just like them. And the goal is always to follow your heart and your intuition. So if your heart and your intuition is leading you on a journey, then ideally you want people around you in your life that are going to be in full support of your heart and your intuition and aren't going to challenge your heart and intuition and essentially tell you that you're wrong. So as you change and evolve and you feel your friendship dynamic shifting, you can do, as I've said, number one, do nothing and pretend. Number two, have an open... Hearted, gracious conversation to see if a new, beautiful relationship dynamic can be formed. And then, three is make space for something new. Make space for something new. So, I want to unpack this one because I think that this is the biggest one. This is the one that people have the hardest time with, but it's also one where there's the biggest potential for growth, joy, and evolution if you allow yourself to really dive into this one and use this option when it's appropriate for you. What do I mean by make space for something new? What I mean is release or let go of relationships that are no longer serving you. Release or let go of relationships that are no longer serving you. In your friendships right now as they stand, is there an equal give and take to them? When you think about the value that you offer others, are you receiving the same value from them? How do you feel after hanging out with some of your friends? Do you feel energized and good after seeing them? Or do you feel drained after seeing them? Are there certain people that you talk to or see that after you speak with them, you require a long time to replenish your energy? Are there people that you hang around with or see that after you're with them, you just feel like there's a bad vibe or you have some bad energy in your body. These are questions to really help you discern which relationships are still serving you or are no longer serving you. Relationships, friendships specifically is what I'm talking about right now. Friendships that you feel like you just have nothing really in common and When I say nothing in common, I don't mean that you have to agree about everything at all, and I don't mean that you have to have all of the same interest. I mean when you get together, you don't have a lot to talk about, so you revert to talking about maybe old things that don't make you feel very good in your body. So relationships where maybe you have evolved, but these people don't see the new you. They don't really see you. They don't recognize your change, and they don't really honor your change. And... How do you know if they're doing that? You can feel it. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm laughing because just with a slew of people have I felt this in the last several years. It's like people know I've changed, but when I'm around them, it's so uncomfortable to them who I've become or they don't understand who I've become that they just pretend. They pretend that I'm still the same person. And then in that moment, I have a decision to kind of revert back to that person because that's who they want me to be, or to just be my authentic self and and let them be uncomfortable in that energy. But what I'm more so talking about is just getting that sense, like who when I'm around wants me to be someone that I used to be, okay? And then with those people in mind, have you tried option two? Have you tried having an open, conscious conversation with them? Or is this someone that you need to consider option three, which is make space for something new? Now, when I mean make space for something new, of course, I mean release the relationship with them. A lot of times, a lot of us grow up thinking that we have to maintain all of our relationships for the rest of our life. And if we don't, something's wrong with us. We're doing the wrong thing. If we don't keep certain friendships alive, then we've done something wrong. And if that's your belief, I just want you to consider if there's another way of looking at things. Is it that we need to have the same friends for our whole life? Or could it be that sometimes certain friends or people come into our lives for particular reasons for certain seasons? Could it be that just like the world evolves there's an ebb and flow to everything, that friendships may ebb and flow to. Could it be that two people that may have been very similar at age 10 might be two totally different people at age 40? Does it make sense to think that those two people would evolve exactly in tandem? So one reason I see people terrified at releasing friendships or allowing friendships to sort of just organically dissolve is because they're terrified that they're doing something wrong and they feel really guilty and so they stay in it they adhere to option one which is do nothing and pretend they make themselves be the old way of being when they're with them and they continue to be around them and they do this because they think that's the right thing to do. If you're one of those people that thinks that's the right thing to do, I hear you. I understand that line of thinking. But I want you to ask yourself a question for a minute. In doing that, are you being fully honest with them? What would you like your friends to do? Would you like them to pretend and to be someone who they're not just because they feel guilty? Would you want your friends to hang around you just because they feel like they have to? If you want friends that you want them to be their full authentic selves and you want them to want to be around you, then it's okay to want that for you too. It's okay for you to be your full authentic self around other people and to be honest about what's really happening. It's okay to release people that don't support you. So how important is honesty to you? Staying true to you. So that's one reason why people often stay in really stale relationships that are really confining to them is because they feel guilty. Another reason is because they're afraid of feeling the loss of losing them. Now, if it's really to the point where this person is draining you and is not supporting you and you're not really feeling that good around them. How much is not being around them really a loss to you? See, sometimes we have ideas of how things are going to feel in our minds, and we're so locked into how we think it's going to be that we're not opening up to it in reality. Because I've released a lot, a lot of friends over the years, and let me just tell you, It rarely feels like the loss that you're anticipating. Generally, it feels like a relief to you. Now, there can most certainly be a stage of grieving. There can most certainly be the stage of, I wish this were different. I've tried everything that I can. If you did indeed try everything you can. I had dreams about how our friendship would be, and this is not meeting my expectations. And there is a time and space potentially of grieving those expectations, of releasing the way you thought things were going to be and moving into acceptance. But what you're actually grieving in that time is not actually them per se. It's more so your expectations of the way you thought things were going to be that you're grieving and you're releasing. And then once you go through that process, it's actually very easy to release them. Now, how do you release these friends? Here's a really interesting thing, an interesting phenomenon. If you and another person are not at the same energetic frequency, meaning you're no longer vibing, in general, these things will dissolve on their own. The only exception to this is if you are in a relationship or a friendship with someone who completely lacks boundaries, is enmeshed. Or has borderline or narcissistic tendencies. And there's so much literature on borderlines. One of the best books, I think, on borderlines is Stop Walking on Eggshells. And I mean, I think that encapsulates right there sort of what it feels like to be around a borderline. And narcissists, in general, tend to want you to be the way that they want you to be. And so they will put a lot of pressure on you and a a lot of verbal manipulation and sort of a lot of guilt tripping in order to get you to stay the person that they want you to be. So borderlines and narcissists are pretty much, or people that have borderline or narcissistic tendencies or are very enmeshed with you, are the ones that are going to pretty much object to the dissolution or they're going to fight the natural dissolution of the friendship at hand. And You'll sense this from them because they'll get really clingy and especially someone that's just enmeshed or a borderline will get really clingy with you. Borderlines can also flip and get really angry with you all of a sudden. And narcissists may project this with possession. They sort of act kind of possessive of you. So if you feel, you know, we can all feel when someone is like getting really clingy and that's because they sense you withdrawing. And so one real key way to sense if you are hooked, like you're letting them hook into you or you're really enmeshed with this person is if you feel a deep sense of urgency when they're reaching out to you. If they're calling and you feel almost like an anxiety rising up within you and urgency to respond to them, that's a sign of potential enmeshment or lack of boundaries. Now, I don't want to go into that too much in this particular episode, but with those people, it's going to take extra time and energy to withdraw from them. And I suggest that you seek out resources. I suggest that you actually educate yourself on what enmeshment is and on borderline or narcissistic tendencies. I think a good two really good books for this is, well, I'm going to give you one really, really good book for this just to begin with, is Stop Caretaking the Borderline or the Narcissist. And that sort of talks about a drama triangle and how to recognize narcissistic and borderline tendencies. And it's just, I think it's a really good place to start. So that's a certain group of people or a few of your friends, maybe that may have one of these tendencies. But otherwise, if you're not really enmeshed with these friends, then what's going to happen is that the friendship will naturally dissolve on its own. Meaning if you don't reach out to them, they're probably not going to reach out to you either. And that's because you guys are no longer vibing. Listen, when two people are no longer vibing, no one has done anything wrong. And the best thing for us is to let those friendships dissolve on their own. Now, I used to think that these friendships wouldn't dissolve on their own. (laughs) And so what I used to do is I used to break up with a lot of friends. Um, looking back, I think a lot of those friends that I did sort of quote break up with were really enmeshed and I was doing a lot of caretaking and I actually had to break up with them. And I was really mimicking a relationship similar to what I had with my mom with really caretaking my mom. And just repeated that over and over and over and over and over again with a lot of different friends, a lot of different female friends. And I was doing a lot of caretaking. And then I would suddenly get overwhelmed and realize I was doing all this caretaking and I didn't want to be that person anymore. And so I would break up that friendship. I stopped having to break up with friends many, many, many years ago, because number one, I stopped engaging with so many friends where I was doing such such substantial caretaking. But secondarily, I learned this alternative way, which is to just let things organically shift through their natural evolution, meaning just dissolve on their own. And, and it's it's really crazy. You think it's going to be this huge, big thing. But if you just step back from relationships that are draining you, that don't make you feel good, from those that you feel like you're no longer vibing with, they will often just go away on their own. Now, here is the biggest reason that that I think based on what clients and friends have told me over the years, here's the biggest reason why people don't let that happen naturally. And they keep spending time with these friends. And this is also applicable to a partnership. This is what people tell me. It's because nothing better has come along. Okay. If you are walking around with a mug and the mug is completely full of water up to the brim and you're walking around and you're telling everyone I'm so tired of just drinking water. I want some coffee. And somebody comes up to you and they say, "Well, if you want coffee, why do you keep drinking that water?" And you say, "Because no coffee has come along." And then they look down, and they say, "But there's no room in your mug for coffee." It's the same thing with friends. Our lives can be thought of as like an energetic container. We can only hold so much energy in our lives and our body. And if we are spending all of our time and energy with these friends that actually we're no longer vibing with, and our excuse for doing this is because we don't have anything better coming along, consider for a moment that the reason you don't have anything better is because you have no room for something better to come in. Has this ever happened to you or have you known a friend who's dated all these different people that they didn't really love, but they kept going out with, kept going out with these people that, you know, were sort of quote below them or that just weren't good for them. And they kept saying, well, whatever, no one good is coming along. And they do that and they do that and they do that. And then finally they get tired and they're like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to stop this dating thing. And then they start making more time for themselves. They start doing things that they actually find fun. And then guess what? Guess who suddenly comes along then? A great partner for them. Does that ever happen when they're sort of manically dating all these randos that aren't that good for them? Very rarely, if ever, does that happen. The reason for this, the energetics behind this is for several different reasons on a lot of different layers. But the one that I, the energetic and the layer that I just really want to focus on in this conversation is there's just not room. There's just not room for what you want to come in. And I've seen this a lot with people in relationships, like partner relationships, intimate relationships, and I also see it with people with friends. They think, whatever, this person's sort of meeting my needs right now. They're not terrible. Yeah, I'm not having like a ton of fun, but nothing better is coming along, so it's better than me feeling lonely or feeling like I don't have any friends. Okay. Okay. This is where I want to tell a little bit of a personal story. I've let go of a lot of friends because I have done a lot of really rapid changing and evolving. And this is what I do for a job now, right? Like, I'm not about to talk to you guys about something that I haven't experienced or integrated on some level or experimented with it or investigated. So this is what I do for a job is, is focus on change and evolution. <laughs> so I do a lot of changing and evolving. And I've evolved out of a lot of different friendships. And by the way, I'm not saying that I'm above them. I'm not saying that I'm better than them. There is value to every stage of evolution. And I'm 100% not judging any single one of them, any of them, just, just to be really clear there. So I've evolved out a lot of friendships and I've left, I've let a lot of friendships dissolve. And... Over the last, I would say, three to four years, my friendship life has sort of been like a wasteland, like a desert. Really what I've been doing over the last few years is letting go of a lot of different friends, but not only that, really going deep into understanding what friendship dynamics are, what the energetics are can be used to be should be with friends what it's like to have conscious friends conscious relationships and most importantly what it's like to have boundaried friends boundaried relationships where essentially no caretaking is necessary of anyone and there's this really self-contained freedom i mean bounded relationships there's nothing better than that kind of energy Where I'm fully self sufficient, someone else is fully self sufficient, and we can sort of enter into this relationship dynamic. There's so much freedom then. And in the last few years, as I have been making a lot of space for new things to come in, there's been moments that have felt lonesome 100%. I'm not going to deny that I've wished at certain times that I had a tribe of people. But now I am at this place in my life where I look back on the last few years when I was doing such substantial inner work and growing, such deep learning about what boundaries were and then implementing them. I am so grateful that new friends did not come in. You know why? Because that would have detracted significantly from the work that I was doing. It just would have. And the absence of a lot of new friends coming in also gave me the space to really evaluate friends and the sort of relationship that, relationships that I was wanting. See, we think things are going to be one way. Like if someone would have told me three to four years ago or however long this sort of really deep awakening journey has been for me most recently, they would have said to me six or seven years ago, in a couple years, you're going to basically grow apart from all of your friends. And then you're going to go through a period, a really dry spell of friends, where you're not going to have any friends. I mean, basically, I've had a a couple, but for the most part, not really going to have any friends and really no new friends. I would have been devastated. I would have thought, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't, how could that be? But as you've probably noted, and if you think back to your life experiences and journey when you're in it, a lot of times it's easier than the anticipation of something. Experiencing it in the moment is generally easier than anticipating something. So if you're thinking, Yeah, I don't want to release these friends because, well, nothing better has come along. And I really don't want to because what you're saying right now is that you went through a couple years without friends. And I don't want to experience that either. Um, My journey is not necessarily your journey. You know, what I have found is that just because of who I am, a lot of times my journey is really deep exploration. And because I end up teaching everything that I'm learning, I really – I really have to experience it from a lot of different angles, or at least that's been my journey up until this point. So it could very well be that you could be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to be honest with myself and with my friends. I'm going to step back. I'm going to allow these stale relationships to dissolve on their own. And you could have a slew of new friends come in within a month's time. And in fact, I would say that's probably more likely what would happen. What I'm doing, though, is I'm sharing a contrast with you to say, I'm sort of in the worst case scenario here where I allowed all of these friendship bonds to dissolve. And then I went through a like a three year wasteland of not really having any friends. And guess what? I am not only fine, but I am so deeply grateful for that time. That time was sacred, was beautiful, taught me so many things without distractions. And I wouldn't trade that time for literally anything. Not for all the friends in the world. Not for the best, most amazing friends. I would not trade that time for anything. And I'm in the space now where I'm deeply satisfied with my life. And I'm just deeply, deeply trusting that the, the right people will come into my life at exactly the right timing. And they will be the right friends. They will be the sort of very boundaried conscious people for which I've been waiting. But I had to evolve first completely before I could vibe with them. So if you're not vibing with your current group of friends or with some of your friends, you can start to ask yourself, who who would I vibe with? What kind of people like on podcast am I super vibing with? What kind of people on Instagram tend to draw me in on Facebook, on whatever your social media of choice is, TikTok, whatever. It's like, who are you drawn to and why are you drawn to them? And do you feel like if you were to meet those people or people like them in person that you would vibe with them? And I just have to say this, a big part of really vibing with, with them would be to not place them on a hierarchy. Do not think that they're in some way better than you, but that a equal opportunity exists between you. An equal relationship of give and take can exist between you and them. And there's space for you to be your authentic self with them. There's space for your expansion and evolution. So I've gone off on a lot of different little tangents, right? But I love tangents. You know, I think sometimes tangents tend to hold the most value in both Conversations and maybe my ramblings too. But the thing that I just really want to hit home here is that you deserve people that see you. I mean, God, you deserve people that see you. You deserve people that support your growth, evolution, and expansion. You deserve fucking awesome people that are, guess what, just as awesome as you. You know, you're not here to just give and give and give. You're here to receive too. You're here to receive too. And if people aren't supporting you, if people aren't holding space for you and your growth and expansion, your evolution, your authentic self to shine through then those people may no longer be for you. And I know in this particular conversation, I've been hitting that home with friendships, but that can happen in family dynamics and intimate partnerships too. So as I've been talking, is there someone that has come up into your mind? Is there somebody in your life that's draining you? How can you release them? Or... If you feel like, you know, they're a family member or something and you can't really fully release them, how can you create boundaries with them? How can you honor you in that dynamic with them? Where am I maintaining relationships that don't serve me because I am afraid or doubting that something new or better won't come in? where can I empty my cup a little bit? Where can I pour a little bit out? Where can I create some space for new things to come in? Here's the interesting thing. I want you to think of this cup that's maybe completely full for you because you have a lot of, maybe you're just busy and you have a lot of relationships and maybe a lot of them are stale and there's just literally not room for a new friendship to come in, even though maybe that's what you're really craving. When we choose to honor ourselves and we become conscious of those decisions and we say you know what something about this is resonating something about this is hitting home this is truth and there's one or two friends that I think I can kind of let this just organically dissolve between me and them I can take some space and in doing so I can pour a little bit out of my cup when we take big leaps like that in honor of ourself that creates instant attraction. If you think of your cup like you empty it out and then you put it back up again, it now has a vacuum. And what it's going to pull in is essentially what you're wanting and what you think is possible for you. So you have to really believe that it's possible that new more aligned friendships can come in for them to come to you. Because just like with anything, if you don't believe it's possible, then you're blocking yourself seeing it or receiving it. But I'm here to tell you it's possible. (laughs) And if you don't believe it, you know, just start being open. Just start saying heart, intuition, God, source, universe. Show me that it's possible for new, more aligned friendships to come in and help me to start releasing the ones that are no longer serving me. If releasing some friendships right now feels super overwhelming to you, then just, just say that little Kind of silent wish, prayer, say it in your mind, write it down in your journal. That's the first step. Willingness is the first step. The book, A Course in Miracles, talks a lot about just having a little bit of willingness. Just a little willingness is all you need to begin and is the only thing that you need to do to allow for the possibility of miracles to happen. A few years ago, I joined this group workshop with other women I was a participant, and it was with a couple of different coaches that were leading us through this workshop. And I was so excited because this was, I don't know, maybe three years ago now or more. I lose track of time in the day and age of COVID. But I was really excited because I wanted more women in my life that were more self-aware and interested in this process of personal transformation evolution like I was But that were also very self-motivated and successful in their businesses and, you know, woke like I wanted to be. And I entered into this container and at first it seemed cool. At first it seemed good. And then this interesting thing happened where the coaches were making a lot of assumptions about me and were not asking me any questions So they were sort of making assumptions about certain actions that I was taking and instructing me to do things based on those actions without asking me any questions. And listen, if you guys ever have anybody in your life, a mentor, coach, whatever, that just starts telling you what you should do and who you should be without asking you any questions, run in the other direction. (laughs) And that's what actually what I did. Uh, eventually, because they weren't asking me any questions. And it was really, really deeply hurtful for me. Because I desperately, desperately wanted to be seen. At that time, I really wanted to be seen. And I was so hurt that they weren't seeing me, especially in a container or in an environment where that was kind of what they had guaranteed was that I would be supported and seen. And there was just no space for me. There was no space for me. And the tipping point to me actually leaving that program very early on, within a couple of months of it actually starting, was that they were giving me, they were telling me to do certain things. And I told them that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel authentic to me. And they told me to ignore what I was feeling, essentially, and listen to them again. If anybody ever tells you to go against your intuition, run in the other direction. Now, at that time in my life, a lot of things were crumbling around me. I had just left my marriage. I had just left my job. And I was in this really, really, really vulnerable position where I was deeply desiring community and friends. And the last thing I wanted was to be alone. So I had all the motivation in the world to stay in this container and to try and connect with these women and to essentially try out everything the coaches were telling me. But there was something deep, deep, deep within my body that was saying, run in the other direction. These people aren't seeing you. These people are not in service of your expansion. For whatever reason... You know, whatever place they were at in their journey, none of that really even matters. Because you know what they gave me? They gave me such, such a tremendous gift in the form of such deep heartache. I was so excited to be in this container, you guys, to be working with these coaches and be, be connecting with these women And it was deeply devastating to me because of the period and the time I was experiencing in my life and the lack of stability I was experiencing to leave that thing, to leave that container. But, um, oh, my God. It showed me so much about me and actually me le- leaving created a significant amount of magnetism. You know, when I say you pour something out in the cup and it immediately can create a vacuum. Actually, that's what it did for me at that time. I ended up just a month later joining the Alt-MBA, which is Seth Godin's kind of crash course in business that you do with people from all over the world, very highly motivated successful individuals. And it's a group workshop. And I did this Alt MBA for five weeks with these amazing people. And I felt this, this invigorating sort of connection that I had been looking for with these women. And it gave me a taste of what could maybe be available for me, it gave me a taste of what was to come. And even though I then sort of entered into the kind of this wasteland, right, this desert space without a lot of connection over the last few years or the few years following the situation, it gave me so much time for self-examination. And a lot of that self-examination went into considering what had gone wrong in this situation. And there's two things that I want to share that went wrong that are jumping out at me that I think tie in with friends. One was when I entered into that journey, I was having trouble trusting my own decision-making. I didn't know if I could trust my intuition. I had just left my, I mean, I knew it to a certain degree. I had just left my marriage and my job and I was in this state of deep transition. I was healing a lot of trauma and therapy. I was doing all these things. Um... But there was still this part of me that didn't know if I could trust my intuition and my decision making. And these coaches, it seemed to me were beyond me on the trajectory of growth and evolution. And so what I did was I gave my power away to them. I thought maybe I should trust them over what my heart is telling me. And because I gave my power away to them, I also wanted them to see me. I didn't know fully who I was at that point, And so I really wanted them to see me because I wanted to see me. And what they presented me with was they didn't give me either one of those things. <laughs> they didn't see me at all. In fact, they kept insisting I was someone who I wasn't. They didn't ask me any questions they made so many false assumptions and then they were instructing me to do things that went against my inner truth and my intuition okay you guys everyone in their life has been in a relationship or a friendship with someone who has done the same thing who has not seen them who has not held space for them and who has told them that they're making that you are making the wrong decision And so, with my caretaking tendencies, you know, part of me really considered what they were saying. Part of me considered, am I just totally way off base? Am I this person that they're seeing? But in that moment, my heart was screaming, you know who you are. They don't know you. They don't see you. They're not making any space for you. They're not supporting your growth and evolution. They're not supporting your authentic self from shining through. They're not listening to you. They're not asking you any questions. And they're not teaching you to trust your own self, your own truth, and your own intuition. Those are certainly not the kind of people I want in my life, not the kind of friends, and 100% not the kind of mentors or coaches that I want anywhere near me. And so I walked away from them. And I walked away from my opportunity to grow connections and bonds with all those women. And it was one of the best things I've ever done. Hands fucking down. One of the best things I've ever done taught me so much through deep, deep grief and heartache at first, a lot of anger, a lot of rage, a lot of emotions, but it was amazing because you know what it did? It taught me how to trust myself, taught me how to trust my inner voice, my inner truth, my authentic self, my intuition. It taught me that no matter what, no matter who tried to keep me down, I would not let them. This light is fucking shining through. And nobody in my life ever again is going to stop that light from shining. And this is something I know to be true now. Because I know that to be true, and because it just feels so natural to me now, I no longer attract those kind of people into my life. And I really believe that I attracted those people many times before because I really needed to learn that lesson. So we attract what we think is possible for us, we attract who we are. And sometimes we have to give space between what we used to attract and what we want to attract for us to really grow and evolve into that new vibe into that new frequency and, and allow space and time for integration into into who we are becoming. And once we become that new person, once we become really more of our authentic self with beliefs that support our expansion and evolution, then that's what we attract into. But we don't attract them in if our cup's totally full, if we're not making space for something new. And we certainly don't attract it in if we're pretending. So hopefully something has risen up for you during the process of this longer-than-usual conversation. And hopefully you will just have the willingness to begin. The willingness to just say, okay, yeah, maybe this one relationship, maybe this one friendship is no longer serving me. I'm just going to have the willingness to open, to open to something new, to receiving, to relationships that better serve me because I deserve to be supported in the same way that I support my friends. I deserve to feel seen. I deserve friends that hold space for my evolution. This can be a really convoluted topic because it can be really tricky to make those first steps. So, if this is something that you want to dive into or you have some questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Who knows? I could even host a little Zoom workshop on this potentially. So, if you have any questions, don't hesitate. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Stephanie Zeller. Thank you so much for being here today. You guys mean the fucking world to me. And again, don't hesitate to reach out. If you feel like this episode would be supportive of a friend, please don't hesitate to send this to that friend. And as always, I super, super, super appreciate your reviews, which helps the podcast grow and helps me support more and more people just like you. Have a great one. Thanks for being here. Until next time, be well, my friends.